Welcome to episode 107 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our noir member begins with Double Indemnity from 1944. Welcome everyone to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Mutt Face Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Mutt Face Maddie. That seems like someone like in this movie would be called like Mutt Face. There's old Mutt Face Pizanko over here. <laughs> I'm Adam. Uh, you guys aren't giving no yourself face. nicknames? Oh, come no, on. No, nothing. You guys are no fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing our, our first, I guess, annual. Something hopefully will continue because... Uh, Smelly Eyes Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I'll take that. We got all crap fans Bentley over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is our first annual November. I'm going to have trouble saying that all all uh, week. But uh, yeah, we just saw it. Uh, I, got, I found out about Noir's uh, last year and just got hit hard by the bug. Mm-hmm. You know, start out with buying, you know, just the main ones. And now I think my collection is at like 50 year. Or more, it's and there's crazy, right? so many more that I want, so many more that I keep on discovering. Uh, I know you have been a big fan, Adam. Yeah, I think uh, this was after uh, I started getting to Hitchcock, and you, I started reading more, and then going, "Oh, I think I've seen this one, like Double Indemnity, which we're going to talk about tonight." Mm-hmm. I remember seeing as a kid. And then it was like, oh, that was kind of cool. I really like that. Yeah. So I started going back, and this was probably in like. 2003 or 2004, and I just devoured whatever I could get at that point. I guess it was all the VHS kind of deal, or uh, DVDs. So they so they were actually a good transfers. Like I imagine watching these guys VHS, it would be hard because they would be like terrible uh, yeah. transfers. I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. So when I would see them, it would, it would usually be Saturday night the movies. Yeah, like TVO, the, the TVO, and yeah. they, they would have had good transfers yeah. um, because they were often getting the prints right from uh, yeah, you know the the film companies. And I, I think coming off of Hitchcock kind of makes sense because some of his films definitely have that noir. Yeah, Shadow uh, of a Doubt is another one. Strangers on a Train, I yeah. was thinking mm-hmm. of. Uh, and and Dial on for mur- Murder. A lot of like the, the kind of murder, mystery, thriller. This Hitchcock. is the most Hitchcock movie Billy Wilder ever made as yeah. well um, that we're about to talk about. Were they about. buddies or no? I think they really respected one yeah. another. Actually, there's a, there's a I was going to talk about it. But the story, right? About the, uh, there's only two words that matter in Hollywood right now. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so, do you know the whole story? Uh, who's the guy that made uh, Gone with the Wind? So, um, it's Selznick. Yeah. Uh, so, Selznick has got this new movie and it's got four words in it and he puts in in the title in the newspaper the, be- the best four words since Gone with the Wind yeah. or ever. And then... Billy Wilder thinks he's just a fucking asshole yeah. and, and pompous, so he puts in the paper uh, the the double indemnity, the best two words since Broken Blossoms, <laughs> yeah. the Griffiths film or, or something like that. And then he, Hitchcock then t- 
and, and he he kept pulling using his own money to run these ads. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Selznick was trying to basically like put a ton of pressure and fuck over Billy Wilder's career. And then Hitchcock, who hated Selznick, who had him under contract, put out <laughs> another ad that said. Uh, uh, the, the Billy Wilder, the most important two words since oh, Double Indemnity. Awesome. So I guess he was a big fan of the movie. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that because yeah, I was going to talk about Billy Wilder. Mm. Seems like he was a character. I want to oh, yeah. watch a movie about this guy. Yeah. Like just reading about like him and uh, who wrote this movie? Raymond Chandler. I was reading some of the yeah. trivia on this. I'm like, oh, that seems like a crazy story. Just about that like time together it seems awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. And then Maddie. This mm-hmm. is this it's is my your, first this introduction. Is your, this so. is your cherry. I'm uh, pretty excited uh, about this, actually. Oh, <laughs> we got a Night Marzen from Bose. Kind of sounds like a noir <laughs> yeah. beer. I was trying to get a bunch of black lagers. I couldn't find many. Like there's uh, one out in um, Nipsing Brewing called uh, the Blacklist that I really wanted to pick up today, nice. but I couldn't find it. So, so Nipissing Brewing next uh, Noir Vember, get us some. Yeah, uh, come on, guys, <laughs> send it over here. But yeah, so all of this kind of was born out of that. It was just like we I've been enjoying them. We've both been picking up a lot in these various Kino sales who have been releasing like a handful every month. Uh, so it made sense to to get to get through them. Th- this month is gonna be kind of some of our favorites. And then yeah, we'll be back every year and maybe you know we'll pick out some obscure picks, maybe we'll mm-hmm. pick out some recommendations. Th- again, th- th- it seems like this never ends. I mean, I'm sure there is a limit. Limited amount of uh, noir films, but just going through the list, it seems like it's it's very it's very quite large. a few, right? <laughs> yeah, especially for someone who hasn't seen any. Like, there's tons. Yeah, and then you get into neo noir, or yeah, oh, yeah, or yeah, even yeah. I'm gonna t- the first thing I'm gonna talk about uh, of what I've been watching noir nouveau <laughs> is 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 uh, in between, kind of like another country taking on a noir. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so, I, I do what, what is a new noir? What is it called? Neo noir. Just basically taking the sort of pulpy aspect, yeah. uh, of the '40s noir and turning it into a modern day movie. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. what would Big a modern in the 90s. day movie like? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Actually, like LA Confidential and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's that's like the like prototype. But then you have stuff like what John Dahl was making, like the yeah. Last Seduction or or whatever, mm-hmm. and. And I do want to say, though, before listeners are, are getting excited or worried, this is not going to be like Shocktober. We're not going to be doing keeping track and doing 100 movies in a month. <laughs> this is uh, going back to our regular form, format where we're going to cover one movie every month and uh, and we'll have a or watching every section. Sorry. Yeah, yeah one, one every week, uh, four uh, in the month. And then, uh, yeah, we'll end the year with uh, some Christmas Christmas cheer. Yay. But, uh, yeah, we just thought it'd be fun to do this. Um should we just do any? Do you guys want anything to talk about, or should we just jump no, into what we've been let's watching? Do it, man. What we've been watching. What have you guys been watching? Oh, we need a song right there, right? Like, <laughs> what we've been watching. What could um, it be? We've been watching the TV and movies and film. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I, I just watched one. So, are we doing like the uh, putting our hands up? Well, we don't need oh, to put our yeah, hands yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Well, this is more of a casual conversation, right, guys? So, in Shocktober, when we would do a day, we would put our hands up in the room as a surprise, almost like how Ooh. how much you've been watching. Yeah. And now we're we're doing. You know, a week and and, you and Kyle's well, still I was smiling. just kind of worried that yeah. if you guys only watched one movie or something, yeah. and then I had like ten to talk about, it, I don't yeah. want you guys to t- talk about your movies first, and then it's me talking for twenty minutes straight. So yeah, because um, nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I should. I, I guess yeah, I'll go, you go yeah, for yeah, it, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I watched uh, one of. Uh, I think this made all three of our um, 
movies that we were most excited to see this year, Dune from twenty twenty one. Oh, right. oh, yeah. This is the Denis Villeneuve nice. uh, film. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. Star-studded cast. You got uh, Timothy Chalamet in there, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Batista's in there. Holy moly. Uh, Zendaya, is that how you pronounce yep. her name? Charlotte Ramping, Jason Momoma, Javier Bardem. Like, and it just keeps on yeah. going on, this huge cast. This is part- no Ron Perlman, though, right? Uh, I don't think he's in this. Oh, damn. Yeah. Because that'd be kind of cool, right? <laughs> it's why I took off a star. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah. You got that Perlman factor, you <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah. I know. I, w- I was excited to see this, but I was kind of worried because they hadn't announced part two and it was going to rely on the success list. And this movie opens up right away called Dune Part One. So if we didn't right. get a part two in the way it ends, yeah. it is not a finished story. This movie is ending in the middle of this big. Oh, they didn't epic. film it consecutively. This is just like a no. One they and they two. were yeah, which is Ooh, really yeah. strange because like, like that. I, I think I think they announced pretty early yeah. on because it would probably scare a lot of people off. People don't yeah. want to go see a movie if they're not going to get the finale to it. Yeah, because it's not like some movies where it's like it's a trilogy, but the first movie ends that story. Yeah, but, and then there's this like actually ends halfway through. They this were probably story. also just being like. It, Okay, is is this is he going to be able to pull this off? Like this is yeah. this in, insane story that yeah. everybody's you know that I feel Yodorowsky like that, failed to put yeah, on screen. It's failed several times, right? Even Lynch like failed, Lynch. yeah, yeah. And then the the TV adaptations are the closest, yeah. but then they a lot of people hate them because the yeah. effects are bad, and the acting's bad, or whatever. But uh, yeah, I actually went into this knowing absolutely nothing. Even the trailers I watched and I had no clue what this film was about. Mm. And I, I'm not even going to try to really explain it even now because it is so like scope. It, it's huge, yeah, strong. I mean, pretty much it, it's there's a planet that has that they're they're mining this. Um, I guess it's like this sand. I want to say spice. Sorry, is yeah. the word. Uh, and then you have all these different factions that are in on it, and there's betrayals and all that stuff. I don't want to go too much into the plot because a lot of it is like seeing what happens and it, there are a lot of surprises in that way but uh i, I think i really i'll just say it is a it is a visual visual spectacle i don't know how well this would work seeing on a little small screen like i think i think you got to see it in theaters like it in theater, it's though. a movie that's all about the visuals it's all about the pulsing soundtrack the the sound effects of all this stuff going on it just it, it just like it pound it hits you that way i think um but yeah, all, all the actors were good in it. There's, I was surprised because I also thought that like, I thought because he's he's saying like you know this is you know I'm not into those comic book films. This mm-hmm. is a blockbuster film that's for adults and stuff. I was kind of worried that it's going to be this like long political story yeah. with not much action. But there's there's tons of action in it. So if you are worried about that, you, you're getting your action on screen. Uh, yeah, Josh Brolin is, is funny. Jason, Jason Momoma is a, is a badass. And Rebecca Ferguson's always good to see Oscar Isaac. It's just a cast like I kind of like yeah. all those people. But yeah, again, I don't want to say too much about it other than go see it. I haven't seen that much this year, so I don't know where it fits and, you know, if, if we end up doing a top 10. But make um, it or not? I'm going to give it eight. I was going to do pumpkins. Uh, eight, <laughs> out of, eight out of 10. I, oh, wow. uh, I really dug this. It is, again, this is like... You're used to seeing all the blockbusters these days are like Marvel films and and, and that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. nice to see a blockbuster that I feel is made geared towards me. It's it, it's it, an adult blockbuster. It's like an original story too. Essentially, like it's not new, but it's something that's not a superhero. Yeah, I just like that. They, yeah, they're not they're not dumbing it down. They're not throwing a yeah. Beyonce joke in there yeah. to please everyone. It's like yeah. They're throwing this out there, and I know because we went with a group of uh, friends. I went with a group of friends from work, and like the one guy, I guess, didn't like it as much. 
Um, just I, I think he found it a little bit complicated and mm-hmm. stuff and not ch- knowing who to root for. And it's like, I kind of like that. Like, again, I like that you could come out and discuss, like, what is going on, what all this means and that kind of stuff. Those are the, the blockbusters I, I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, again, the, the Nolan blockbusters, I call them because he's the guy that makes these big giant budget films that aren't dubbed down. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope you guys get to see it. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it again uh, for our best of the year episode if, if that comes into play. Awesome. Uh, so I watched uh, um, um, uh, kind of, I'm going to call it a neon noir from 1966, uh, Seijun Suzuki's Tokyo Drift. Have you, Drifter, Tokyo Drifter. Have you guys heard of this? Is this about family uh, and cars? Or yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is more about, it. it is. Uh, that is the name of the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, movie, yeah though, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. This is Tokyo Drifter. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did, uh, was that probably maybe a homage to this movie? Or something? Potentially. It. <laughs> uh, so it, this is like, uh, I, I would say, a fairly big influence on a bunch of directors I, th- I think Tarantino would be one all that, about it one that is is ba- like for sure there you've got this lonely kind of uh, criminal that's going off on his own after there's all this intrigue with his boss left the Yakuza and now the Yakuza's after his building the plot doesn't really matter because it's way too complex and you don't really care but what you do care about is all of these just kind of amazing set pieces and everything is like flashing it's a it's basically like a noir picture but everything is super flashy and it actually starts off like grayscale so it, it looks like a noir and I'm thinking yeah, oh I'm getting okay. into a new noir and then all of a sudden and, and this guy gets the shit kicked out of him in this like Wait, it knocks color into him great kind of skill. and then it knocks the color and everything fucking goes bright and, oh, and awesome cool. it's really great looking it's all full of crazy jump cuts like it is so complex the editing of this where did you say um, did you say this is like what sorry what country of origin is this, this is Japan. Japan okay Japanese uh, this is Japanese film and and all of a sudden he's got his own theme song so uh, he'll start <laughs> whistling cool. and then singing his own theme song like right, as like he's the walking guy from around M? like the, uh... between <laughs> yeah just like him uh, just like beating the shit out of people um, the action's super cool it occasionally like whenever it gets bogged down and this is probably the only reason why I don't love it as much cuz it's totally style over substance but occasionally I feel like it's trying to shove some substance down yeah. uh instead of just being this like brava set piece after brava set piece I'm going to give it 7.5 I could see oh, in the wow. right mood maybe I would even like it more um it does sound pretty badass It's pretty cool I I, I uh. recommend you guys watching it for sure Cool What else did you watch buddy uh, I watched, um, so uh, in our Shocktober, if anyone listened to, I, I did the um, first two parts of the Toho Vampire Trilogy. Uh, so I want, I started this one uh, to finish off Halloween night because uh, I wanted to make sure I got this trilogy before I was done with horror. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen, but I did finish it the next day. Um, Evil of Dracula from 1974. Don't have too much to say about this one. This one, it's about a teacher gets a new position at a college. Uh, only to discover that the college is run by a vampire. Oh. It's kind of what you expect, a uh, vampire biting, you know, uh, d- beautiful uh, Asian women. Um, yeah, there, there's not really much to it. It's same same kind of cool style, cool look. It's, again, interesting to see Toho uh, kind of mm. taking the gothic uh, American vampire and putting their own spin on it. 
I, I enjoyed it again. They were all kind of like, this is like a six, maybe six and a half. It's like, it's not amazing, but I, again, I, I would say they're all worth watching. Like I enjoyed watching them all, but nothing blew me away. But at the same time, you were never bored. There was a lot of interesting elements. This one had some like kind of grisly violence. There's a scene where like she cuts off the woman's face and puts it on hers, <laughs> awesome. like Leatherface style. Again, doesn't show you. It might not be yeah. as graphic as Leatherface, but there, there were some kind of uh, yeah blood and, and violence that I, I didn't expect. Uh, Awesome. in this this film but yeah not not too much to say about that one but cool. uh worth a watch i uh watched the entire series of midnight mass oh nice i love this this yeah. was awesome it took you on a journey you think like oh i know where this is going and then like it does hit there but there is so much more than yeah you it's way more complex happen. yeah and there was a one guy who played uh the preacher that like oh hamish uh link so later weird or, like there's something yeah. up with him but then you uh get to know him and like he is such a good actor he plays that character like he has lived a life you know what i'm saying and you're like oh that makes sense he has like yeah. this uh patience and this like withdrawnness that like he thinks before he says anything and to there, there's like a, that, a, even with all these magical things that are happening hmm. there's a world wariness to him yeah i really enjoyed this and it yeah it took me on an adventure like everybody had these fantastic like uh soliloquies where they just kind of speak the, the most perfect speeches for like five minutes and i dug it yeah like, and it also um it's another one of those things where i think just flanagan works in this format really well mm-hmm. because he's great at giving all his characters real heft. story, yeah. yeah. Like, every of these characters like had such a weight behind it, and you knew exactly why they made decisions they From made. From the sheriff to, yeah. even, you know, the, the girl that was paralyzed. Yeah. To like, the, even the town drunk. Who, the like, town drunk, that's who I was... He shouldn't yeah. be a sympathetic character, but he is, man. Like, you love this guy. Like, it was... I love this, yeah. Great ending, too. Yeah, I, I, because after, um, I guess, the penultimate episode, where are they going to go? I've seen this. Every horror movie is good to a certain point, and the last, like, 20 minutes usually sucks, because it's like, all right, they're going to have to just go get out the of this house, yeah. have to get this. I thought this was going to happen. Like, oh, no, they really, uh, they stuck the landing very well. And I think one of my favorite episodes of television is the 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 fifth episode where, like, you just get a, just a great, great ending. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but yeah. But also, leading up to that, you yeah. get this amazing kind of emotional resonance that I think ties things from the beginning to the mm. end. Yeah, it was one of the best things I watched is in Shocktober one, uh, as well. During the uh, credits, it's just someone crying over top of the credits? Uh, is that the uh, fifth or is that yes, the uh, yeah. yeah, that's the fifth, yeah. What a cool way to end the yeah. story. Like, I was like watching the credits like, oh, that is so good. They just kept her... Uh, someone crying someone over top crying. of the uh, yeah. Cr- yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm giving it an eight. It yeah. was it was awesome. Yeah, I think I went. Eight, uh, I think I went eight point five. You could never watch it again. Like I, I could see myself maybe. I, I, I talked to Tammy about this. Give with, it like five years, like, five or yeah. or even even ten years. Yeah. Like it's it's gonna hold up. Oh it's yeah, really well made. Because it's almost timeless in a way. It's not like they're like, ah, oh, we're checking our cell phones or like, yeah. put on the records. Or, but again, it is yeah. one of those things where I might check mm. out. Like I think most of my favorite series that I kind of put into a, a very small column, I go, mm-hmm. I'll watch that again in f- five to ten years. I guess that makes sense because it's such a small six-episode, seven-episode arc. Especially with can, this one, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's true. Even like The Wire, like, I'm going to watch The Wire again. It's like, ah, it's probably going to take me six months to get through We're it. We're just starting to do that, oh, but I won't get into lucky. that. Um, uh, anyways, so I watched... Um, 
To Be or Not Not To Be from 1942. This is the uh, Ernest Lubitsch, uh, like, satire. Huh. Uh, I've been really getting into to the Lubitsch movies. I watched uh, Angel of His. I also watched um, Trouble in Paradise, which incredible. Is Angel the one when the high school girl has to turn to a prostitute to uh, make ends meet and she runs into a vampire? Exactly. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen that. Uh, that's a remake. <laughs> um, this one is basically this acting troupe ends up having to, uh, this Polish acting troupe has to work for like the Polish uh, resistance against the Nazis <laughs> okay. in, in the 40s. And you have Jack Benny, who's like known as this big comedian, who yeah. I don't know Jack Benny yet. I'm just going to assume this is the only Jack Benny film worth a damn. And he's hilarious Wasn't in this. Wasn't he like one of the late night talk show guys? I believe he's yeah. one of the first late night talk show guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's, it's Carol Lombard's last film because she she died in the plane crash uh right after this she's like luminous and hilarious um and it's a movie i I wrote that could easily suffer from tonal whiplash like Mm -hmm. you're getting this weird amalgamation of things it's a farce it's a black comedy like it's really freaking funny sometimes uh, a spy thriller a double Mm -hmm. entendre fest fest where they're you know just always saying things that Are, are, are getting past the code uh, and it begs for multiple viewings because there's so much happening on screen There's the dialogue is so fast it's anxiety and levity side by side oh that sounds awesome actually. Uh, so I, I'm going to give this a 9 it's, oh. it's one of the best things I've watched this year oh that's awesome cool I like the one sorry the one Nazi guy he's trying to get with uh, Carol Lombard at one, at one point mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like I could give you extra butter rations I could give you three <laughs> eggs a week I don't want any eggs. Colonel, please go. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, cool. I uh, watched from 1987, Dragon It. Oh, with uh, Dan Aykroyd? Uh, yeah, the Dan Aykroyd, um, is, uh... Tom Hanks. How is it? I've I've always enjoyed this yeah. movie. I, I always liked it as a kid. I don't know why. I'm, I I like, I, I've talked about before, I'm a big fan of 80s Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of 80s Dan Aykroyd, and I think they just, it's just a fun buddy cop kind of detective. Again, it's not it's not a parody or, or necessarily a remake. I think he's supposed to be his nephew. Okay. Uh, Dragnet's mm-hmm. nephew, Dan Aykroyd is. What's it, Wednesday? Who is the <laughs> detectives? It, it, yeah, it's it's uh, Friday. Friday. Friday, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't play, which I'm glad it doesn't play like a parody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do I always find straight? 80s parodies don't necessarily yeah. hold up unless it's like uh, stars Leslie Nielsen. But, um, or Spaceballs. Or Spaceballs, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's really, it's really fun. Uh, Friday, Dan Aykroyd's kind of the straight man by the book, and then Tom Hanks comes in, and they get thrown together. And of course, Tom Hanks is the opposite of him. So there's just a lot of fun kind of hijinks and banter between the two of them. Uh, they're trying to stop this group called the... Uh, what is it? Pagan uh, people. What is it? People against goodness and normalcy. <laughs> um, Christopher Plummer's in there as the bad guy. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's actually kind of this fun. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's this fun uh, detective kind of noir. It feels like again. It, it feels more like uh, it has more in common with an old fifties noir than it does with like a silly comedy. Like there's actually you know a mystery and a, a, a plot they're trying to, to figure out. Um, I think that often was like an Ackroyd trait in the 80s where you see whether it's trading uh, places or Ghostbusters 
you know, there, there's always seems to be trying to be not just like a comedy. It's not going to yeah. be a joke every second. There's actually going to be a plot. That's, yeah, um, exactly. Even if the well, plot is kind of ridiculous. I guess he yeah. could play this detective very well, too. He has that like uh, monotone voice yeah, when yeah. he needs to. And uh, th- there's, a, there's a great scene, too, where they're all like in the the robes and everything and that the big cult is is doing this sacrifice and they throw the woman in the pool and there's like this giant snake that's gonna eat her and they have to save her so that moment's kind of fun and to get in they have to go undercover so they got like these the most ridiculous 80s punk awesome. outfits you ever see uh the only the problem i have with it n- not a huge problem but the there's like this female lead and she plays a part into the plot mm-hmm. i think she's younger and she's just a terrible actress and she Seemed out of her league in this movie. She's supposed to be like the romance for Dan Aykroyd. Didn't no, really. I, um, I didn't um, buy it. It, it was uh, what's her name? Uh, Alexandra Paul. I don't know if she did too much else. She's from Baywatch. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that and she's sense. in Christine. Yep. Mm. She's the lead uh, f- female. Oh, is that her? Yeah. She's better in Christine, if I remember. She is better mm. in Christine. Because yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy it. like in this. I, I think is this one of her early roles? Like it just felt like she. Didn't I think this is after Christine. Oh wow. Maybe like three or four years after Christine. Yeah. Well anyway, she's she's the she's the weak point of the film. But uh, I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. I uh, really enjoy this one. Shout Factory put out a nice uh, Blu-ray oh, nice. release of it. So uh yeah, I recommend it. Uh so I watched um uh an, another show and one I didn't particularly like. It was from this year, um Nine Perfect Strangers. Have you guys heard about this? Yeah, it looked no. good, but yeah, I saw you didn't like it. Yeah, I I really didn't like it. <laughs> What's this about? So it's basically these nine perfect strangers. They go. Oh wait, is this Balky and cousin Larry Appleton? Yeah, is this like them? They, but like they have like their cousins from Estonia come this over. This is the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this is actually <laughs> it's uh, Jonathan Levine, who director that did uh, Fifty Fifty and Long Shot and The Night mm-hmm. Before. Uh, he directs the whole series, and it's these nine strangers that go to this resort. Their lives are all in disarray. It's Melissa McCarthy, Michael Shannon, and his wife. They've lost their their son to suicide. Luke Evans is in it. Uh, Samara Weaving is in it with this Malcolm Gray, the, this couple that won the lottery and now life has no meaning. Um, and and you got Regina Hall, Bar- Bobby Cardinal, Car- what is his name, Car- Canavel? Bobby Cannavale from from Boardwalk Empire and The Irishman and anyways and Nicole Kidman is running this thing and she's this weird she's goes to the Famke Jansen school of weird accents uh (laughs) like she's I guess doing Russian but yeah who knows who knows what's going on there and it starts off really well maybe from uh she's trying to do her interbalki is what's going on (laughs) this is she may be from Meepos (laughs) yeah yeah. Meepos there it is uh and that may be what what we were missing about this anyways it starts really interesting you don't know what her purpose is and how she's doing this she's dosing them with drugs like small portions of drugs it just goes and and michael shannon actually has some amazing amazing moments he's got an incredible monologue that's heartfelt but he's also got these goofy moments where he's singing songs and it's like i could just have the tv show of michael shannon yeah doing singing songs (laughs) he's so good in this it fucking totally unravels in the beginning and it kind of sticks the landing but the the middle part there might be only six episodes I really struggled from like the yeah. four, the fourth and fifth. It was like, oh, should I even be watching this? This is hmm. uh, a waste of time. A waste of time. Uh, I'm gonna give it five point five. 
Uh, what was that one called? Nine, Nine Perfect per- Strangers oh, okay. from 2021. And that's 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 what I watched for this one. Yeah. Okay, I got uh, two more to finish it off with. Uh, pretty excited about both of these. Um, I'll start off with the the one I'd seen before, Experiment in Terror. Oh yeah, I just watched this it, in uh, September. Yeah, for the uh, top hundred, didn't you? Yeah, and then I re- uh, yeah, I don't know if it would be. You could argue that it's a horror movie. I, I I might have argued that it isn't. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think they sell it as uh, a horror, but it is maybe more noir. But I don't know that the killer is kind of the opening scary. scene. Yeah, is a horror movie, and then I don't know if you ever get that again. Um, I don't. I thought there was a couple moments. It's like tense. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm usually arguing the opposite <laughs> way, but like, anyways, go yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, so this is one I'd seen before, but again, I this is I had watched before I got really into noir. I think this would, have, if you count this noir, this would have been maybe one of my first. Um, maybe I saw it after Maltese Falcon. I don't know, but uh, definitely early in the game. So I wanted to revisit it to see how it compares now that I've seen a lot more. Uh, but yeah, it opens up this sadistic killer, uh, pretty much appears, um, in the driveway of this, uh, young woman's, uh, she's a, a bank clerk appears from behind her with a knife and, uh, pretty much says if she does anything, you'll kill her. He, she's going to, he's going to get her to steal a hundred thousand dollars from the bank and uh, he says, you know, we're going to plan this or whatever. And if you tell the cops you're you. dead, also, I know you have this younger sister. Um, I'm watching kill her, her too, too, and I'll, I'll kill her pretty much. And, um, yeah, and it's this great kind of cat and mouse game between her. The cops are involved, but the, he can't find out that the cops are involved. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, there, there's some there's some just really, really tense moments. I, I was r- really impressed by this uh uh, film it is long and it's like over two hours long, which surprised me. But yeah, and I, the the cops I like some of these movies. The cops are like the cops are smart in this. They do all the decisions and moves that they should do. Um, but this guy still manages to outwit them throughout. You get a really cool finale at a, a Great, baseball game at, at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I I would really recommend this one. If uh, again, if you're getting into noir and you want maybe something different than the cr- kind of crime noir, even though this is about stealing from bank, it's, it it has more of like a thriller side of the noir. Yeah, it's it's like not, a Cape Fear, I guess type. It yeah, sounds tense. and it's the it's the yeah. end of new like the, yeah. that classic period. Yeah, it's 1962. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, Lee Remick's great. My my problem was there was sections that I d- did feel like it just took it, the foot off the gas a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of worried when I saw the two hour, and I don't remember ever really being bored. And even though I didn't, I still really yeah. liked it. I I just felt like it could have been maybe a little bit more. Yeah, like it's not tighter. Yeah, it, it's not this big like. Oh, look at how complex this is! Like mm. once you know the setup, it's this cat and mouse yeah. thing. It's not. You know, there, there's some there's some great direction in there and stuff with the shadows and, and whatnot. There, there is a scene too that was kind of like where he gets the, it's Blake Edwards, right? That directed this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else he did. Ten. Yeah, I think he did ten. But he in the did he do the party? Like he's known. He did all a lot of stuff with yeah. uh, um, uh, Peter Sellers. I'm oh. pretty sure. They do mention too that this guy has a record of statutory rape and all this. Oh, stuff. Oh wow, they play him up. And there's like a, a scene where I don't often spoil, but he. 
captures the I'll say the youngest sister. Yeah. And right away he's just like stripped down and you're like, oh shit, are they going here? Oh. I mean, again, this 60s and thankfully it, it never gets too sleazy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it doesn't go that route. But um, yeah, that that, that was kind of... You feel sucky. like yeah. how uncomfortable yeah. you What was that scene in Cape Fear where De Niro puts his finger in a... Uh, Juliet Lewis, yeah, 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 that like like that scene, like that really bugged me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought every the acting was phenomenal by everyone. Uh, the, yeah. Lee um, Remick is is yeah, right. it's Lee Remick is the uh, the the female lead. You have uh, Glenn Ford is the uh, the cop, and uh, Ross Martin is the uh, the villain. But uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I think I wrote a wheezing good time. Yeah, I'm going to give it to 8 out of 10. Yeah, I think I gave it 7.5. Like, it's really, really good. Awesome. Um, and then I watched one more noir for the first time, Alias Nick Beale from 1949. Which Have I've never seen, seen, no. So this is very cool. You could almost, this could almost fit possibly in Shocktober. I think you could argue it in if you wanted to, even though I feel like, you know, it's more about the other side. But there's definitely a horror. So pretty much you have this um, uh, district attorney. He's by the book. Just does everything right. Doesn't ever break the law. He always wants to do what's right the right way. Um, but he can't. He's about to put away this big mobster, and they uh, they outsmart him and burn the papers before he can get to uh. him. And he says like this off comment. Oh, I, I wish I would sell my soul to catch this guy. And then we have um, old scratch appears. Yeah, who is it? Who is it again? It's um, oh Ray Ray Millard. Yeah, or Ray. Sorry, not Millard. Milland. Mill- Milland plays the devil in this and he is so good he is fucking fantastic in this every line he says the way he just like appears out of the shadows like they do interesting stuff with the camera where it pans by he's not there and then someone moves and all of a sudden he's behind them like he's very creepy and he's like a despicable doing this there's a scene too where there's this uh he ends up there's a prostitute gets involved which i'll talk about in a second but there's a scene where he just like pretty much like fucking slaps her down and calls her a whore and says like you'll do what I say like he is a very despicable in this. But yeah, so this politician makes this deal. He ends up catching the guy and then but Milan stays in his life and he kind of like then all because he does this he ends up uh, they're like oh you should run for governor we need that just opened up and he's like okay yeah I've been thinking about that yeah. and then Milan gets involved and he keeps on like getting more and more involved in this this perfect politician. Just corrupting him. Yeah, oh, yeah, corrupts him throughout by the, you know, his his wife, he's, that uh, relationship just falls apart and the prostitutes get involved there. And it's just all these things he keeps on making these bad choices um, thanks to Milan. But yeah, I, uh, I really dug this movie. I think I recommend both of you uh, watch it or pick it up um, during the next Kino yeah, sale. I actually, I actually awesome. got it part of the um, imprint Australian box set. Oh, but nice. I'm sure the Kino release is the same. But uh yeah, this one was very good. Again, I'm going to give this eight out of uh, ten. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's just it's it definitely had some horror vibes. The way like he, just the way he talks, he's so sinister. And Raymond Land is always fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, again, I've seen him in a lot of roles. I've always liked him, but this may be my favorite role he's done. He's just like fucking perfect in this. And there's cool stuff too where they meet and they they old bar in the middle of nowhere on like a foggy night and there's there's a lot of just a lot of cool stuff and again he he's a fucking devil so he knows yeah. everything and he's he's always you know one step ahead of everyone but uh it's it's interesting watching this saint kind of just become corrupt in you know in this in milan laughing in the background so yeah so should we talk about uh john yeah. houston's annie 
Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's will. next yeah. one. No, no yeah, let's uh, let's talk. We're going to start off with the first movie we're talking about in our November. Did I say that right? November. Yeah. Uh, Double M. Danny for 1944. Let's throw up the trailer, and then we'll be back to discuss what we thought of it. I killed Dietrichson. Me, Walter Neff, insurance agent, 35 years old, unmarried, no visible scars. Until a while ago, that is. Yeah, I killed him. I killed him for money and for a woman. It all began last May. I was thinking about that dame upstairs and the way she had looked at me. And I wanted to see her again, close, without that silly staircase between us. How could I have known that murder can sometimes smell like honeysuckle. I can't stand it anymore. What if they do hang me? They're not going to hang you, baby. It's better than going on this way. They're not going to hang you. Because you're going to do it, and I'm going to help you. Yes, from the moment they met, it was murder. But always behind them, with his devilish hunches and his brilliant brain, was Keyes. The murder's never perfect. Always comes apart sooner or later. And where two people are concerned, it's usually sooner. Could they get away from him and his relentless pursuit? And could they get away with murder? You don't know Keyes. Once he gets his teeth into something, he never lets go. He'll investigate you. He'll have you shattered. He'll watch you every minute from now on. You afraid, baby? Yes, I'm afraid. But not of Keyes. I'm afraid of us. I'd like to move in on her right now, tonight. If it wasn't for Norton and his strike pants ideas about company policy, I'd have the cops after her so quick it'd make a head spin. Now, we know the Dietrichson dame is in it and uh, somebody else. Only I haven't got a single thing to go on, Keys. He'll show. He's got to show. Sometimes, somewhere, they've got to meet. A Los Angeles insurance representative lets an alluring housewife seduce him into a scheme of insurance fraud and murder that arouses the suspicion of his colleague, an insurance investigator. Uh, yeah, this is Double Indemnity from 1944, uh, directed by Billy Wilder, um, who I guess is he most known for his comedies? Like he did some like at Hot. Uh, he's he's one of these guys that like like even kinda did it all. Uh, kind of did it all. Like yeah. um, Sunset Boulevard, Ace is a big in the one. Hole, uh, which is another kind of uh, you know uh, noir, a little bit different noir, but an amazing movie. He's he's one of my all time favorite directors. Oh, I would yeah. say yeah, yeah. like. Uh, unbelievable, and I, I just picked up some of his le- like lesser knowns, or or not as Harold that are supposed to be really really good because um, he he wasn't as kind of like I think because he just didn't do thrillers or just didn't do yeah. comedy that mm-hmm. they didn't know how to pigeonhole them. Yeah, but I guess at this point they didn't really pigeonhole anybody unless they were an actor. Like, all right, you are now a cowboy. You are now a. Uh, it's kind of crazy though. I mean, because some like it high is considered one of the best comedies. Yeah. You got the apartment, which is like a dramedy. Yeah, you got this Sunset Boulevard, which are kind of I guess noirs. And, and Ace, yeah. Ace, Ace in the, the Hole, hole yeah. would be a top ten noir probably for me yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, 
The guy has a stacked lineup uh, of awesome. movies. Uh, writers, we got uh, James M. Cain wrote the novel that this is based on, probably most famous for writing The Postman Rings Twice. Uh, this always. Always rings twice. He sorry. always <laughs> rings twice. <laughs> Idiot. Um, <laughs> that was a sequel to like The Postman <laughs> Rings Twice, right? <laughs> yeah. So I guess this is kind of based on a true story where yes. these two, this couple did the same thing, only they got caught pretty yeah, much immediately. Was he, was he covering the case or something? Is yeah. that- he was a junior reporter and kind of in the courtroom. Yeah, something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, that was definitely the influence for this. And what, what, did it have an influence on the postman? Always rings twice as well. I think so. I think he yeah. took some of that that those ideas, put that in because that was his first novel, yeah. and and he almost basically made you know the, the, what we these Pulp Fiction novels. He yeah. you know he he kind of started that with the postman always yeah. rings twice. And awesome. and th- this film, I guess, like was going to be made right after that novel. It was a big success. Yeah, thirty. All the companies were competing for it for twenty five thousand dollars, and then the Hayes Code fucking comes and ruins it, and pretty much says, "Yeah, guys, we we we're, you can't release this movie." Oh, so like they came in and said, "Hey, listen, uh, it took eight years." They sent a, to they get sent a letter. Of, like their Puritan like new rules. Yeah, they like, sent a letter out, pretty much saying this oh. won't get made. So, and then all the studios dropped out their offers. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it took yeah eight, eight years exactly before this made, and then he only got fifteen thousand for it. I guess. Oh man. Um, and even the the Hayes Code, even then. So they, Wilder got involved, Paramount got involved, and they're like, we think we can make this. And even then, the Hayes Code was still, eight years later, was still like, no, this is not happening. It wasn't until they did a treatment that they read it and like, okay, we could see Maybe this. I mean, you could still take out this, this, and this. I think, yeah, there is uh, uh, the way the, the way that they dispose the body, they had to change um, which all works like they they so the, the the way they dispose the body the ending changes for the for the better yeah, yeah. um and the the the, the skimpiness that when she first introduced the the female lead in the oh, towel oh so she's not um, wearing like an anklet I think she still had that, but I think it's just a skimpier towel or something like she that. she was supposed to be in a house robe okay. and a house robe wasn't accepted but. The towel was, even though she's wearing less clothing. It seems like a bit of a workaround kind yeah. of deal. Like, so they they definitely were gaming the system yeah. the whole time it was happening. Mm. But but yeah, like it, it was it was basically thought as toxic. Like with you know, well, I guess mm. we're probably talking about the yeah. actors. Yeah. No one wanted to be yeah, in this. Yeah. Alan oh, Ladd d- turned it down. They and and they they went to George Raft. Yeah, like who's basically a punchline at this point. You know. Almost, you know, yeah, they were desperate. Later. Yeah, they had everyone had shut the moon. Gregory, he was Pack, a huge a list of people. He's a huge star. Like, I guess we'll go to George Raft. Like, at least he's a star. Yeah. Uh, and he turns them down, which he's 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 notorious for ter- turning down everything that's good, like Casablanca. Yeah, oh, that's be a big crazy. Hit. But he well, he turns it down and says like he thought at the end it's going to turn out that mm-hmm. the lead is actually an FBI agent. And it's yeah. like, no, this is not the yeah. movie we're making. This is not that type of yeah, film. Yeah, th- so, thank yeah. God we didn't get that. So, so yeah. you get... Uh, how terrible would that... Like, not, not giving anything away, but how terrible would that ending be? Oh, <laughs> I <yeah>. gotcha. <laughs> well, this movie, you know, kind of right from the beginning yeah, where he, it's going. It's kind of this well, uh, downward spiral. Not to spoil story. anything, I did like, all right, maybe there's going to be something that happens after the confession that like, yeah. it's going to somehow yeah. work around and maybe... Yeah. 
Yeah, so and and Billy Wilder uh, gets involved with the screenplay. Ray Chandler, Raymond Chandler, so he is hired uh, to work with them. Raymond Chandler, I guess, most famous for the Philip Marlowe detective book series. Which next episode we're going to be talking about one of them, The Big Sleep, uh, Farewell, My Lovely, The Long Goodbye. And I guess it was The Big Sleep that convinced Wilder. He read the book and went, yeah. "Oh, this guy's great. Like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. we got to get him." Because James Con, he was already under contract to another studio, so he couldn't work on it. Oh, yeah. right. So he had to hire like a. Another writer kind of punch up the script or something like that. Or? Well, he wanted he liked uh, to work with two. He always yeah. wrote with somebody else. He oh, thought okay. He had the two heads are better than one yeah. philosophy, and that that he wrote everything with another yeah. person. Yeah. And well, Chan- Chandler also uh, Wilder wrote, did. Uh, yeah. Chandler also wrote Strangers on a Train, the screenplay for that. Oh wow! Uh, the blue in the Blue Dahlia and the Unseen. So I heard um, that I guess Chandler and Wilder did not get along during this. Like no. they butted heads because I guess well he was kind of like a Puritan button down. And I guess Wilder was like the uh, drunk well, alcoholic. He, uh, so he was an alcoholic. Well, Chan- I thought Chandler. Chandler was the alcoholic. Chandler was yeah, the yeah. alcoholic, but he was uh, on the wagon or off the wagon. Off the wagon. Uh, who knows? <laughs> he wasn't drinking anymore, yeah. and so he's trying to stay sober clean and straight and then he meets wilder and then he meets wilder <laughs> yeah. and he he falls he falls off and 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 the lost weekend which wilder makes next which is an excellent yeah. movie as well with Raymond land uh mm. supposedly it's about an alcoholic and supposedly a lot of that is based off of chandler oh crazy and well and wilder too i guess was a bit of a, a womanizer like he always mm. had hot women calling him and stuff and chandler was the opposite i don't think he was he was a bit repressed well and wilder said like he thought he was an accountant he, he thought this guy yeah, that was gonna come in was gonna look like, like philip marlowe yeah, yeah like a detective that had lived a life and it's like no yeah. <laughs> this guy just writes really well <laughs> but even though they they argue a lot like it seemed like wilder enjoyed that relationship he thought the best scripts mm-hmm. were written when you have two people on different sides because if you had two people on one side of the rope you yeah. know, it, it, it's not as interesting where you, you have both sides because you can get in arguments and make the, the script better, I guess. And and, and you, you do. You you have some, like the dialogue that's in the novel doesn't work on screen. Chandler is able to punch all that stuff up. You get the great, like, scene where they're talking mm-hmm. about the speed limit. Oh, like how fast do I go in there, officer? Like, about 90 over, that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, that was actually, I love that, like, back and forth between the two guys. Amazing. And, and like, yeah. I guess, like, he enjoyed that stuff so much where Wilder really... Yeah, didn't what, care what that, much. I think he, he thought of things in a cinematic yeah. way, but Love knew that this was great for the movie. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, so I think it works out in the end, even though yeah. they hate each other. And mm-hmm. I, I think Hitchcock also did not get along with Raymond Chandler, if I, mm-hmm. I recall. But uh, hey, yeah, whatever makes it... Yeah, it Chandler. works, right? Yeah. Now, th- this is considered by many to be like the first film noir. I know there had been films before that, but I guess a lot of people consider this is like the first one that mm-hmm. had that kind of German ex- expressionist expressionism. Ex- yeah. Ex- uh, sp- I can't yeah. talk today. Can you say uh, double indemnity once more for us? <laughs> <Double> indemnity. <laughs> uh, that one for some reason I'm able to say, but yeah, th- that we style, practiced that one yeah. before the start of the show, the style with the shells. And this had, I don't know if this again was the first, but it has the narration that kind of becomes mm. the stereotype. Yeah, that was cool how they did that too, actually. Um, It just has a lot of elements that I guess, and after this, you had a lot of like imitations and and that kind of. And you've got, you know, leads that are. They're they're committing a crime, yeah, yeah. which was fairly unheard of before. They're flawed, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not heroes. You have flawed characters, but they usually like come out ahead. Where this time you have Fred McMurray, who he is a 
sleaze. Like I, d- I didn't like him in this movie, but I was engaged by him. But in this I, movie. I thought he kind of starts out like as like a a nice guy, and he's just so fucking no, taken in by but this. Woman. He walks into the house and like to sell something to her husband, and clearly he's like, "Well, fuck that guy. I want to get my yeah." Uh, but that's my, I mean, I almost off. feel like it's like he's taken in. Like he's been doing this for many years. He's and, a perfect salesman, though. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like he's a guy that anybody could meet and go, "Yeah, I'll have a drink with this yeah. guy." This yeah. guy, and you can see that with. So I guess we should go through the other a- yeah. actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, Fred McMurray is the uh, the lead. So Walter he gets the lead Neff. eventually. Who he's just known for comedies. He mm-hmm. doesn't think he's good enough for this, and he does yeah. it out of spite for a production. Uh, like, <laughs> like fuck you guys, I can do this. Well, I, I thought it was something yeah. like his contract was coming up for renewal, and some other actor had been like, "No, play hard to get, and you'll get the money you wanted." So the studio was pissed at him. And he said, you know, the studio's got my back. They're not going to let me make a mistake. So he let the studio says, oh, yeah, go for it, thinking it's going to fuck his career. Well, it was that the and production uh, head or whatever wanted yeah. him to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And But all, he liked that Wilder hated that production head as well. So they started getting along. And even though, mm-hmm. like, he he clearly still didn't get it when they're going through, when they're talking about some of the suspense scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't understand that world, but is so right in this role that mm-hmm. the everyman... Yeah, because he's kind of vulnerable, too. Like, he he's played for a sap all the way through. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of uh, hard to root for him, but in the same hand, you don't care, like... So some of the, you already mentioned this, but some of the uh, other actors that applied for the role, Alan Ladd, James Cagney, Spencer Tracy, Gregory Peck, Frederick March, and as you mentioned, George Raft. So a whole bunch of people. But yeah, everyone was kind of scared to take on this role because it was a risky role. And same thing with Barbara Stanwyck, who plays Phyllis, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name, Dietrichson. Stanwyck has, again, a whole... Um, list of credits to her name as well. Remember the night, Lady she, Eve, Christmas in Connecticut. Like she's the biggest actress yeah. in the world at the time. Well, I think most even paid and he and, even he wasn't even um, uh, Fred McMurray, one of the higher paid actress at the actors at the time or something. I, I think he was he, Is that the guy who played Keys. Uh, what was no, 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 no. Like Ro- Ed, Edward G. Robinson might have been mm-hmm. one of the higher paid. Yeah, actors. I know he was. Yeah, as uh, well. like Fred McMurray was kind of did fluff with, you know. With uh, Colbert Colbert, or I think is what he even said. Like huh. he, he probably was like his pictures made money, but yeah. she was like a huge, huge star and had yeah. been since the early '30s, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and had worked with uh, Hawks before, uh, I think on on Ball of Fire, which is a great movie, and Lady Eve, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Like, a great, mm. great actor. And she's great in this. Yeah. And she, same, as you mentioned before, she had normally played the heroines in the film, so she was kind of reluctant to take this on. But Billy Wilder pretty much called her out. What, what was the famous line? Like, are you uh, a... Are, are you a actress or a mouse? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, again, it, she took it on, and again, it paid off for all these oh, yeah. people. She's fantastic in this. Um, probably the, the best... Uh, at least my favorite character in this film. Uh, yeah, it's Keys, right? It's his buddy who has that yeah. little man inside of him. I liked him a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was constantly him. stressed and constantly like smoking. Like, And he wasn't going to take this because yeah. he was always the lead. He hadn't been mm-hmm. taking a secondary yeah. role since the 30s. I well, guess he, he's he was on his for... way down, right? Like he was getting older. Like this yeah. is now your... Yeah, he role. was the tough guy in all yeah. the golden... In the golden yeah. uh, age of Hollywood, he was in Little Caesar and whatnot. Uh, but Man he makes like cases. the Women in the Window and Scarlet Street like yeah. right around the same time yeah. as this, and he's still the lead in those those movies, and those are fantastic movies yeah. as yeah. well. But it was 
it took a lot of convincing. Yeah. I think he realized too. Yeah, that like, well, he realized that I'm, I'm getting older. I'm getting you know past yeah. the point where I'm going to be the lead. And also, he got the same pay as the two I other leads. Less I think, work. What do you have to do? Three days work or something? Yeah. Wasn't it crazy? Something oh, like I didn't that. know that. That's crazy. Um, well, so I guess Chandler thought he was the best actor he'd ever seen because he wrote these insane monologues for him where he's going over all these stats yeah. and like, the suicide rate is this. And How great was that scene where he had like, yeah, books on suicide. You have suicide by poison. What kind of poison? You guys, it goes down and like, how They're all one, one takers. That? that is fucking yeah. insane. So everybody like, else is having to like, yeah. like, uh, yeah. we'll reposition or whatever and yeah. Edward G. Robinson comes in and he just destroys every yeah. scene. I, I really like that scene. He's he's incredible. Yeah, yeah I, I would say those three are the, the big yeah. actors. I'll, I'll just quickly run through who else we have. But I'm, we're not, I'm not going to talk about yeah. everything they've done. We have the there's the daughter slash daughter in law um, to Stanwyck's character, uh, Jean Heather as Lola. Um, Tom Powers is the the husband that they're going to plan to knock mm. off, and uh, then you have Brian O'Barr, who is Nino, and he is. Um, the douchey boyfriend. He's uh, Lola's boyfriend, mm. and he may be in the movie a, a bit mm. more later on, a bit more into the related to the plot. Um, but yeah, I, I guess and Porter Hall. Yeah. Don't forget Porter Hall is the guy that sees him on the train. Yeah, the uh, witness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he is he a big name actor or something? He's he's a character, so he's like in His Girl Friday and okay. uh, yeah. Ace in the Hole. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. He's been, Make way for tomorrow. Thin Man. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Okay. Uh, so he's like a big character guy. Yeah, that he didn't see really like. I, I saw his name and I was like, I did look up who. And he, it's like, oh yeah, okay. So he's the guy that sees him on because yeah. he only he has like a couple Two lines scenes. there. Yeah, you know, that's you know. it. Right? But he's mem- he's such a memorable yeah. dude. Right? One of those character uh, guys that like doesn't do much, but you, his face is just like you're. Yeah. There's a million of these guys yeah, in, yeah, in the forties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess we, again we're not going to go through the whole plot, but yeah. just we'll give the basic. So yeah, it, it, as we mentioned, it does open up. You get the narration. Uh, he's going through and explaining what has happened in the past couple weeks. I guess he tried to get money or, and he tried to get the woman. He got neither. Yeah. <laughs> right? um, and, what a great way to open up a movie. Yeah, like, yeah the the and and mm. that all hinges too on how mm. he delivers those lines. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's so good. Yeah, because I guess hypothetically you don't know that he's leaking oil as he goes up to that elevator. You just think he's like a big salesman, dick. pissed off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this—he's uh, the insurance guy. He uh, he goes into this house and is totally taken in by Stanwick's character. It's a great kind of. Let me ask you guys a question. Did you guys notice there was a lot of time with that anklet? Did you guys notice that every like conversation went back to that anklet? anklet. Yeah, the anklet. I, I thought it, I read it, that like I don't know. If it's true, but the like, urban legend behind the anklet, yeah, that yeah. it meant like that was a married woman that was, was down to crown, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the way they meet is kind of almost funny. It almost mm-hmm. felt like like a cheap porno scene. Like she comes out in the towel, and uh, what's the line? Um, sorry, can yeah, he's like. I'd, I'd, he's trying to sell insurance or something. He's like, yeah. I'd hate for you to get a smash fender when you're not covered. And then it cuts to her, and she's just got, she's barely covered with yeah. the towel. And just the way it was, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was kind of cheesy, but kind of mm. fun. Um, but it's a he great does, introduction. He does have a million of these, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great corny, line. but sleazy, but also, like, yeah. just a little bit smarter. Yeah. Than, than mm. you, like, you can tell why he's really successful. Yeah. But he's also, like, he's a salesman. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's the strong point of noirs for me, at least the ones that I really enjoy, is the dialogue. Oh, I the mean, back yeah. and I think forth it really is... relies on, and I don't know, some of the films we might talk about might have punchier dialogue, but I still mm. think the dialogue in this one is really oh, good. Yeah. Oh, the, it's amazing in this movie. Yeah, between these two guys, it's so good. And even between him and Keys, I really like All the uh, stuff with yeah. Keys is, is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I think maybe the, the, this film, I guess, is missing like, Kind of the badass detective, whereas yeah. this guy is kind of like kinda, yeah, he's he's a dope in a way, but yeah. he's like a charming dope and like, and super smart. Like he yeah. just you know what I was thinking. Yeah, it couldn't have gone down that way. Yeah. It had to be this. Yeah, but he he kind of like catches on right away that she's maybe wants to knock off her husband and get mm. him involved, and and he's kind of insulted by it, and he leaves, but he can't get her can't out get of his out head. That femme fatale, man, and eventually he agrees to to go with it to knock. Uh, help her knock off her husband but he also being an insurance agent is even smarter about it and says instead of just knocking him off there's something called a double indemnity clause where if he dies from these various crazy accidents that would never happen Mm -hmm. the insurance company will pay you double the money and so they're going to plan his death and, and, which is like two million dollars now, or something yeah. like that. Like that's what it, it, the equivalent yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of of the hundred k. And and that, that that's pretty. I, I mean, I don't, we'll go through some other parts, but I don't want to spoil too much. But that's pretty much the plot. But it's one of those movies where like it just keeps nothing goes as planned, and it keeps on the tension builds and builds. Mm-hmm. Why well, every- I, I love when he realizes like he think we've 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 we're gonna do everything right and they mm-hmm. th- he thinks he's done everything right yeah. exactly. and then he's walking out and he says i could no longer hear my footsteps yeah i was, I was a dead man i was a dead man oh, oh, so good so, so eerie and like yeah. the way everything looks at that moment yeah. you you almost like his footsteps did disappear they don't exist yeah, anymore it's awesome um, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those films. I think it's got great dialogue. The characters mm-hmm. are interesting. And yeah, I think it just like amps up and right, the, to, right until the end. And I the mean. plotting is pitch perfect. Like yeah. it is so well plotted. Oh, yeah. Um, where all the stages, you there's you, no waste. You don't know yeah. where it's going to go either. When he starts hanging out with the, uh, was it Lola is the daughter? Yeah. yeah. When he starts like getting a bit chummy with her, like, oh, what's going to fucking happen here? Yeah. Like something interesting? Like, it, and it plays it up yeah. that it could go in a, yeah. in a variety of different ways, yeah. uh, right to, the, right well, to the end. I, I like too, and like you said, he thinks he's got it all perfectly planned out, and mm-hmm. he does. But I, I like that the insurance people, uh, what's in Robinson, Edward G. Robinson, yeah, Keys, Keys. He is he's his equal, and it's like because it, in other movies it might have went like these guys. Yeah. You know, or out of their league, and they're kind of dumb, and then oh, they get fooled. It's like no, these guys. Oh, they keep, are, keep keep the tension going because yeah. they everything they that you like think you plan perfectly, they they're are serving they're, back they're and forth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and there's there's ambiguity with so much in this movie. Like mm-hmm. these these are all very smart people. The yeah. three leads are all very bright and intelligent, mm-hmm. and how they feel about one another. Mm-hmm. Like even though there's there's double crossing and stuff. There, there's almost love between uh, yeah across everything like a trying it's a triangle yeah. with yeah. with Fred McMurray but instead of yeah. it being another female lead it's, it's Edward Keys. it's Keys it's his mentor yeah, yeah. he like there's something that he really respects yeah, Keys yeah. at the same time yeah but he's drawn in yeah. b- with this woman and 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 like you you can see why like you've got that great scene where she comes to the to the apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting, and they're oh, and and so there's the cut, good. and you're just and she's putting on her makeup. It's like, yeah. 
that's how you pass the Hay- Hayes code yeah. and get a, yeah. uh, and, and and you know exactly what they've just done and you know like how he's still just super enthralled yeah. and and this bright guy doesn't see the obvious. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite moments I I read up that was actually an accident, how it happened. So after the murder, they jump in the car and they go to start it and it doesn't start. And I guess in the plot, the original script, they, it started and they drove off, but I guess, uh, they filmed the scene of the death and then they went on their lunch break or whatever. And Wilder's, uh, uh, Wilder, right? Yep. Sorry. I'm I'm getting mixed up. Wilder's, uh, car didn't start. And he's like, wait a second. This is perfect. This is a great idea. Yeah. And added that to the script. And, and just that like, did kind of like, so oh, tense. wow. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. such a Hitchcock yeah. moment, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I, 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 this is my second time watching it. Mm-hmm. I watched this last year. But even now, like, I, I think the first time really, yeah. like, it's so fucking tense. Uh, but even this time, it, there's still a lot. I think it, it all really works and, and does a good job there of keeping you on the edge. great scene when he's talking end. about uh, the two guys on a train. Like, they get on this together. They might get off at different stops, but they're going to end up at the different stop, the graveyard. And that's yeah. it. Like, yeah. great fucking the, uh, the, the trolley. The trolley. Yeah. And there's one cool scene where uh, Keys goes visit the apartment, and she's leaving. She has to, like, oh, hide behind amazing. the door. And, like, it's so tense. And he's like, I'm getting her. Like, and also, like, she can sue us if you, so want. you have them so connected, and at one point they can no longer communicate, and that yeah. just boils the tension, yeah, like yeah. Uh, everything. You can see how mm-hmm. uh, McMurray is just like falling apart, but also isn't falling apart. Mm-hmm. Like, but their re- yeah, their relationship is like he does all this for this woman, and like it, all this is putting so much strain on the relationship that it's like this could all be for nothing. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a, a, a fantastic movie. I think it's a great. If you're going to start off with noir, I think this is one yeah. of the best one. Yeah, one like of, I, uh, I hadn't one of the watched ones to this in. Start with. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. before, maybe the beginning episode. I can't remember now. Uh, before we tape, potentially <laughs> you didn't hear this, folks. But I, I don't think I'd watched this in about twelve years, and it it always was, you know, up there. Eh? This is probably my fifth time seeing it, but it's been a while, and. And it it, it, yeah. it like it's incredible. It's it, it like I don't know if I was expecting it. Maybe because I I was like, oh, it it's the first one. Like everyone says, this is what yeah, started it. Yeah. So maybe it'll have some clunky part. No, it's the proto. Like it's not the prototype. It is the type. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's done. Like here's everything, and you can see it. Like mm. that suspense scene is in the car has been done a million times yeah. before. This sort of like thriller around these mm. two adulterous lovers. Yeah. Like all of these things have been done, but still they can't get the magic that's going no. on. Even fucking Barbara Stanwyck's wearing that j- <laughs> wig that the studio executive said she looked <laughs> how, like George Washington. How terrible was that wig, by the way? <laughs> like, and Bill, that's what I thought, like, oh, that's weird that she has this hair. Like, that makes no sense. And Wilder like, just wanted her to be a blonde. little bit sleazier. Uh-huh. He wanted her to seem like, okay, she's got money, but she didn't come from money. And yeah. he didn't want her to be super glamorous and knew that she would still be seductive enough to buy it, yeah. but I guess they flipped out when they saw like the first like test fo- yeah. f- photos or, or mm-hmm. test shots. She looked like George Washington, and they were like, "She looks like George Washington. You can't do this." And he wouldn't fucking change. It's the funny. Way. I never. Yeah, I read all that up, and like, I yeah. never. I don't Are know. The, it? it never stood out Are to you me. Busy staring know. at her anklet, weren't you? Maybe oh, you dirty dog. <laughs> I think if you watch like the, I actually, it's I think so I like the younger, now. the younger sister in, yeah. in this one. Yeah, she was pretty. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, like I think if you also knew Barbara Stanwyck at the time when yeah. she's yeah, like she, she's glamorous, like there isn't anything yeah, like low class or or sleazy really. 
unless it's like a, a gag or something maybe in a movie mm-hmm. but uh, like wearing a gag yeah wearing a gag nice. yeah <laughs> that's hot Tell, say it slower buddy <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, this is our first, my f- second actually, but we'll talk about that later. Like I really enjoyed this. Like I got to give it eight. Like it's yeah. up there. Uh, I'm excited about watching this movie again. Yeah, I'm gonna go eight and a half for me. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna go. I've been between two scores. Uh oh. Just give it the nine. Just go six point five. <laughs> six point five and go cool. Yeah. Um. I'm going to give it 9.5. Holy wow. moly. He's yeah. up there. Huh? It's, it's a top 25 movie yeah. probably of all time for wow. me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that's another maniac. That's a maniac. Yeah, there we go. I I, I, I was like, yeah, it's so close. It, mm. uh, I, I'm between. I, I, I'm going to be curious to see your thoughts maybe at the end of this month when we, we mm-hmm. cover the four where they rank. Um, I, uh, another movie I uh, watched uh, that I'm going to talk about next episode actually went up a little bit for me, maybe above this film. But yeah, this this is still like top tier for me. Again, I, I still have a lot to see, but yeah, this is top tier noir for me. And again, probably would be top at least 100 for me for sure. Yeah, like this, there's a bunch, there'd be, I don't know in, if I we did a top 100 episode, maybe that's our 500th episode. We do <laughs> our top 100 of all time, yeah. uh, you know, in six years from now. Um, but <laughs> I uh, I I wonder like would there be ten would there be fifteen new art like it's a genre yeah I think that I would really have appreciate it yeah, that I, I would. can see why like this is engaging like yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's like the first you know people have said it's like there there was artistic movies in Hollywood before but this is almost like the first genre that was about more than what was just presented on yeah. screen. Like, look at the fucking cinematography in this movie. Yeah. so good. Even, I want to talk about the opening credits where it's a guy like on the like uh, crutches just walking up when the, uh, what's that called? The opening titles? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this is kind of interesting. What's going on here? It's like a, a soldier? What, what, what's happening? Yeah, the whole thing is, yeah. is, is, cool. is really well done. Uh, I did have some spoilers I wanted to talk about if we want to, do you guys, unless do you guys have anything else to add before? No, we I think that's that? good. Um, yeah, so spoilers, if you want to, if you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, we'll put it at the bottom forward. there, fast forward to the, the time. Uh, yeah, so th- this movie, uh, I mean, you kind of know from the beginning, but it ends on a fucking downer. Yeah. yeah. So he shoots and kills Stanwick and that, and then, yeah, yeah. confesses and he's going to probably get the chair. How good is that final scene with him and Edward Robert yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to the border like you're not going to get to the elevator and and yeah. when he so the whole movie yeah. um McMurray's oh, always the lighting match? the matches with, with his, his thumb th- with his thumb oh. to light the cigars yeah. for for keys for mm-hmm. Edward G Robinson and in this thing Edward G Robinson lights the match for yeah, his cigarette oh, I didn't actually catch it yeah before. that was oh great. yeah it's amazing oh, awesome <laughs> um, I love it's now a not no <laughs> yeah yeah I love the uh Back and forth, like you didn't see it. He was standing right in front of you because I'm working across the desk. Like you're a little bit closer than that, there, buddy. He's like, yeah, I love you too, man. Yeah, and, like that and, was such like, a and heartfelt. Yeah, because in the other earlier, one yeah. of them says "I love you" in yeah. kind of a jokey way. Yeah, and then you really realize like there's they actually do love each yeah, other. They like, love it's each like other. a father son yeah. relationship or something. There. There's there's an intimacy that the whole movie is at a remove, right? Like everybody's yeah. playing a game. Mm-hmm. There's all these like psychological mm-hmm. stuff that's going on, and in that one moment, they drop it. Yeah. yeah. 
it, it, it hits me. And there was a, uh, there was supposed to be an, an act, and they filmed it, a scene where then he goes to the gas chamber. Oh, yeah. wow. Which, yeah, unfortunately doesn't exist, but you can find still photos online of the... That would be such a dark, yeah. dark ending. You know what's going to happen to this fella, yeah. but like that would be like, well, oh, he wow. Kinda, he's pretty much going to die. This is better, the though. Hallway, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and oh, I, I don't think the hallway scene would have existed. No. Oh, it would just been... And uh, now, do you feel like Robinson would have figured this out? Like, is it supposed to be that at this point Robinson already knows? Or is he like... Is he can confessing this and Robinson doesn't know any of this? I don't think he if knew. he didn't show up there like, like half dead and confess all this. Do I you don't. Think I think he's got his blinders on. Yeah, from, uh, I think hmm. he thinks it's the uh, Nino. Yeah, because that, that's kind of interesting too. It's like he could have just went and died somewhere and no one would have known. Mm-hmm. Maybe, well, I guess they would have known that probably he killed Stanwyck or whatever. But they might not have known the whole thing. But he yeah. he almost feels like. Like I have he to, owes it yeah. to Robinson yeah. to, to confess this. Well, he could have set up the kid, the the girl's boyfriend, and he didn't. He kind of like had this like a moment of redemption at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. I made a bunch of shitty decisions. Kids, Which, get yeah, out we, of I'm not going to ruin your life. Yeah. We didn't mention that you find out that Lola's boyfriend Nino has actually been having an affair, an affair with, with Stan like too, and you don't know is is that is there an actual relationship there? Or is she yeah. using him as well? Probably She's definitely using, using him. him, right? Yeah. Like she is um, a. Which, which again, and then that 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 leads to yeah. to him uh, shooting Stanwyck's character. Now, the original ending in the book, did you guys read what that yeah, was? Yeah, d- a double no. suicide. A double suicide. Oh wait, they're just kind of like pow. they're on a boat, oh, yeah. and they it, it's implied that they're both just gonna like die. Uh, hmm. uh, this is a way better ending. All of the endings, the the two alternate endings that could have happened. Mm-hmm. This is yeah the best ending. Yeah, and it's not even close for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's. This is maybe the thing where, like, when I first saw this, this was good, and the story gets wrapped up. But as I, I, I think at the last time I watched this years ago, mm. that hit me hard, and this time it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. And I don't know if it's like you're you, you get older and your own mortality starts yeah. playing a part in how you're viewing things. Um, but but that relationship mm-hmm. uh, was was a, a a big part of it for me, and I I think I also like appreciate. Edward G. Robertson more and more. Yeah, I, he was one of them guys. Well, it's yeah, the, I, I want to see more. of These his three work are just carrying sure. it. He's so good in this too, right? Uh, is that it for spoilers? Or did you guys? Yeah, have I think so. Else? Yeah, the end of spoilers. 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 Uh, so the only other thing I wanted to would talk about is uh, trivia. I don't got too much, but uh, it it had a budget of nine hundred eighty thousand um, dollars. I guess three hundred seventy thousand of that was just for the salaries. So again. The three, uh, the two leads, and Robinson each got a hundred thousand dollars, and then Wilder. That's as much they would make if they killed their uh, lover's husband, right? <laughs> two mil. Yeah. And I think I think it, I, I think I read this right. Is Chandler got seventy thousand for writing, and then Wilder maybe got forty four thousand for writing and twenty six thousand for directing or something. Hey. Something like that. Anyways, I don't know. A, lar- hey. a large part portion of the budget went towards just the Salaries. actors, and the, yeah, exactly. Exactly, um, and but yeah, surprisingly, he did not go over budget. He got it in. Uh, oh, nice! I think a little under budget. So, um, pretty crazy. I guess there aren't many crazy set pieces. Like it takes place within like a, uh, no, a, four a or five. I guess places. like a grocery store, an apartment. Uh, the, I still uh, assume building. though, there's like to set yeah. up those shots with yeah. the, the lighting. Actually, and shadows yeah, and that building. Uh, what's that called? Uh, Prime Lives or wherever the guy worked. That it's like a double story office. Yeah, that was such a great shot when it kind of came in too. Like, oh, that was kind of sweet. And yeah, it ended up making five million yeah. overall. So and he shot ex- a lot of uh, exteriors, yeah. so like yeah. true exteriors. Yeah. And even the house, 
that opening scene we were talking yes, about where she yes, first yeah, comes the, out. That's the, the actual old house. Spanish number uh, that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. that it's was still really there. popular 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- this film was a big hit with mm. audiences. Uh, mm-hmm. Despite, did you guys hear about this singer, Kate Smith? No. She was this famous singer. I forget what she was, but she I think she was a radio host or something too. But yeah, she like was constantly telling people not to see this movie. Um, uh, James McCain recalled, there was a little trouble caused by this fat girl, Kate Smith, who carried uh, on a propaganda asking people to stay away from the picture. Her advertisement probably put a million dollars on its gross. (laughs) She kept on saying, don't see this movie. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, offensive or whatever. And that actually led to people wanting to see it more. Um, yeah, critics were largely positive, although, again, even them felt some of the content was uncomfortable. It's so crazy yeah. that, that what's insane. in this film was, like, such a big deal to people. Um, yeah, some f- reviewers found the story uh, implausible and disturbing. Others uh, appraised it for, as an original thriller. Um, it was uh, nominated for seven Oscars at the Academy Awards that year, but did not win any. Oh, crazy. Um, now, this was... My favorite trivia. Did you did you hear about his like feud with the guy at the the Academy Academy Award? Oh, uh, Leo McCarty, where he, we tripped him, right? Yeah. So I guess but he actually like went up behind her, kind of like kicked out his feet. Go, it's going my way. Or, yeah, or, so yeah. Going one, my or, way was the competing film. I guess the yeah. studio put all their mer- their press behind that one. It's winning all the word all the awards that yeah. this film was expected, and then it gets to the best directing. Billy Wilder gets pissed, and as the guy goes up to accept the word, he sticks his foot out and trips the guy. <laughs> and then, yeah, like on going home too, he then like ripped on and pretty much said the the Academy Award's a crock of shit. And you can tell because this this some is it some actor or actress won an award and how terrible they are or something. How is this guy not have his own biopic right yeah, now? Because I would watch the hell yeah. out of this. Like this guy seems like such a cowboy renegade. Like yeah, he does seem like a fascinating mm. guy. The only other thing I got is this film was almost remade in the seventies with Robert Redford, but uh, did not. I don't mm. know what happened. Didn't uh, didn't. Pass there's the a TV code. movie though of this. I yeah, believe. Is there? I think in the seventies. I think okay. it's on the Blu-ray. Hmm. Are you thinking of? Big Sleep, the film we're talking about next? No, I think a okay. Big Sleep has... It's it's a theatrical movie uh, with uh, Robert Mitchum yeah. oh. that was released in the 70s, but that oh, was like a big production. Uh, cool. I, I'd like to see it because I'm a big fan of mm. these TV films. I th- I th- I'm pretty it's sure it's, it's on the blue. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look into it. I could um, be wrong and, and just imagine these things, but who knows? Uh, I'm going to check right now while you guys finish. Do you guys have anything else? No. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Or you can uh, reach us at uh, our Instagram, also moviecitymaniacs. Um, I can't find a remake of it, but it's not on blue, maybe on DVD or something. Oh, well then. Anyways, uh, well, before, quickly before we, we do do the fu- sign off, Maddie, as your first kind of noir. I am in. I loved you, it. Yeah, this yeah. is awesome. So that yeah, th- th- that's how I was. I was hit the bug. I, yeah. I watched a couple of these and was mm-hmm. just like, "Give me them all." Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, if this is your first noir, you know, 19, watch it. Sorry, nineteen seventy three double indemnity TV movie. Just to end the the show, it is part of the Blu ray uh, edition. Sweet. Oh, it's on the Blu ray as an extra feature. It's an extra oh, feature okay, nice. on the nineteen forty four. You awesome. could watch it. We all own oh. this Blu ray. Maybe we'll. Uh, watch it for next episode the episode after some Mm. some point this month maybe uh probably later on (laughs) uh cool uh yeah you can get a hold of us um we'd love to hear your thoughts i recommend any noirs again maybe if you catch us in time we can uh, watch them on a later episode or 
next year, what, I'm going to be watching them for, fuck for yeah, the end, even nice. when this is over throughout the next year. I have tons to get through. Yeah, recommend us some films, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. And maybe if this is your first uh, noir, let us know what you uh, thought Thanks. of it, if you caught the bug like we all have. Uh, you get a hold of us, Facebook. Uh, we have a group page, like page. Yeah, I've already done the yeah, email. We talked about <laughs> the other stuff. When you, when you were busy. Anyways, guys. Uh, <laughs> Not finding the information, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Stay scared. Bye.